Matt Whitaker, former U.S. Acting Attorney General. This is such a great conversation about America, our future, what's going to save our republic. We have a great football player. Matt Whitaker is here. Matt. They tried to bury me. They didn't realize I was a C. Former acting U.S. Attorney General. Under President Trump. I'm going to be an unwavering supporter of law enforcement. Welcome to Liberty and Justice with your host, Matt Whitaker. Welcome back. CPAC Now. I'm Matt Whitaker, your host. I have the Attorney General of West Virginia, Patrick Morrissey. It's good to be here, my friend. Matt, it's great to be with you today. Yeah, we just got off a panel uh, talking about law and order, uh, talking about the role of prosecutors and law enforcement, talked about law enforcement recruiting. Actually, we covered a, a, a broad range of topics. Um, what was the one thing you took away from our discussion? We had a local prosecutor, we had a, a criminal justice policy uh, expert that was in the Trump administration, but what was your takeaway? You know, I think one of the biggest points, Matt, is that everyone on the panel, and I think most conservatives know that we have to reinforce the nobility of the law enforcement officer, right? The, the media and the left have done so much damage to it with the riots and the efforts to defund the police that you had a panel up there, and I think most of the people here at CPAC know we need to let people know serving in law enforcement is an incredibly important part of protecting the republic. And the more people know that and they say all this nonsense that came in the past with defund the police and these rogue prosecutors, that's not the norm. Because to have a functioning society, you need to have prosecutors, law enforcement, AGs who are all enforcing the law evenly. Yeah, no, that's so true. Um, you know, I think about what Merrick Garland's doing to the Department of Justice oh. federally here in Washington, D.C. And, you know, it's, it's a shame. I've done a lot of media here at CPAC talking about, you know, his recent testimony. But it came down to, I think it's his priorities. You know, people are saying, why is he going after protesters at uh, abortion clinics, but not uh, these fire bombings of these pregnancy crisis yeah. centers? And, you know, I just said it's just priorities. It's where, you know, as an attorney general, uh, either at a state or at the federal level, you set your priorities. Right. Uh, you, there's only, you have limited resources. There's only so much you can do. There's tons of law to enforce. There's tons of threats. There's tons of crime. Right. That's right. And you know, talk to me a little bit about your priorities as West Virginia Absolutely. Attorney General. So I'm glad you mentioned uh, Merrick Garland at the outset mm -hmm. because I think his priorities have been cockeye yeah. and they are not in tune with right. what America wants out of their Attorney General. And in fact, we've pushed him very hard with respect to fentanyl, because they've been completely absent fighting the drug epidemic. And that ties into one of the biggest issues in West Virginia. We are right now pouring massive amounts of time and attention into fighting the fentanyl menace yeah. in West Virginia. We have more people dying per capita from fentanyl than any other state in the country. And in part, it's because the feds, including Merrick Garland, they're not doing their job. Yeah. Look, West Virginia is not physically on the border, but we feel the impact of the border crisis with all the people flooding and the drugs are coming into our state. So we've asked for the feds help. We've asked to ensure that fentanyl is listed as a weapon of mass destruction. The feds have been ignoring all of our requests. So it comes to the states, my office, to Texas, to Louisiana, all the states to band together and to make sure that we're enforcing the laws. We're actually pushing back on fentanyl. We're also pushing back on what the feds are doing to run roughshod over our constitution and our freedoms. It's been a very authoritarian uh, presidency. And I think a lot of the AGs and including my office, we've pushed back successfully against that. Yeah, you have, and, and in many areas, I mean, you, 
have recently won the uh, West Virginia versus EPA case yeah. in the Supreme Court, which uh, established really, I think, a very important uh, legal doctrine, and that is the major questions doctrine. For too long, uh, Congress was passing laws, presidents were signing laws uh, that were very generic policy That's statements, right. very vague in what, what, what uh, the executive branch was supposed to do, and that vague language was used to expand dramatically, yeah. uh, especially on the left, policy things like regulating carbon, for example, yeah. that Congress never passed anything to regulate carbon in a, in a meaningful way, uh, certainly not the way they were planning on doing it. So talk to me about that big victory in that case and what's the next big major question Absolutely. doctrine case? So the beautiful thing about West Virginia v. EPA is this is probably the single biggest case defeating the swamp in decades. It's a really cool thing. And in fact, there was a long story to get to that place mm -hmm. because we went 0 for 4 in the DC circuit. Now, fortunately, we went 2 and 0 at the US Supreme Court, but we really asked for a very simple uh, position. We said, Congress gets to make the laws in our society, not these unelected bureaucrats. And Matt, your point is right. These unelected bureaucrats for so many years would be reaching down into the swamp, taking some ambiguous phrase, twisting it around and say, we're going to reorder the nation's power grid or something <laughs> other outrageous activity. Right. The vaccine mandates, you saw it with the eviction, the moratorium yeah. eviction. There has been a development in law. College debt. <laughs> College debt, that's another good example, absolutely. Right. And so I think that the court realized that the administrative state has grown so far out of control that they decided to put in place really reinforce this major questions doctrine, which is a way to reduce deference to the courts. That's really big because when people watching today, they want to know California, Texas, New York, West Virginia, the representatives from those states make the laws, not the unelected bureaucrats. Yeah. There needs to be political accountability. That's what's so powerful about that case. The next big one is going to be, we're going to take down the SEC's woke ESG rules, yes. which is really a bane on our existence. They mean to end private uh, marketplace transactions because they want to have the government and all these woke actors dictate everything the private yeah. market Let's can talk, do. For people that don't understand ESG or hear that but don't know what it means, I'll explain it a little bit and then I'd love you to, yeah. to add to it. But ESG um, is uh, environment, social, and governance. Uh, right. And essentially what they're saying is in addition to in maximizing shareholder value, right. um, and, and the fiduciary duty that's always been sort of the major, sure. most important issue in corporate law. You know, are you acting in the shareholder's best interest um, and maximizing the value of their investment? Uh, they want to also, I guess it's a stakeholder view that you also look at um, environmental, social, and governance issues uh, and consider those, which could mean that your investment goes to zero That's because right. all your money's being poured into reducing climate change and buying trees or you know not or, or alternate sources of energy. Uh, you know where, um, how is this possible under kind of the way well, at least I learned corporate law in law school? Well, you're, you're exactly right because there are fiduciary duties in place that you're supposed to look out to return value mm -hmm. for the shareholders who invest. Let's be clear. ESG is the destroyer of capitalism, and its goal is to actually limit what the private sector can do, because one of the things I think that made our country great is that we had a lot of really active, aggressive companies starting as small businesses. They worked their way up, and they were trying to make money 
good return on investment. Yeah. Now when you have all these extraneous metrics, no one seems to care about making money, but that's because what they really want is to have that authoritarian state and do it to impose their politically correct view. It might be on environmental areas. I mean, just imagine, Matt, you have the SEC and you are the former Attorney General yeah, of the US. Right. Imagine when you have a situation where they're supposed to invest investigate securities fraud, now they're an environmental regulator or a diversity regulator. That's not what the Congress and the right. Constitution right. envision. That's why it's so pernicious. Yeah, and it, it, it's going to be a fascinating case. And um, there's, there's, there's just no doubt in my mind um, that, that the SEC has overstepped. Uh, you know, I mean, we don't even get me started on these sort of these quasi-independent executive branch agencies that, yeah. that don't have uh, accountability to the uh, President of the United States, but that's, I don't think we have time for that discussion, Patrick. Um, you know, as you look into, um, you know, your, your future in West Virginia uh, and, and, your, and your fellow citizens, I guess I, I'd leave you with one thought that, that I think about, and, it's, and it dovetails on what you just said, and that is, I think, what makes America unique and great, in addition to our constitutional republic and our separation of powers and all the things that we've, we know inherently in our soul, um, I think one of the other things is that the innovation, the system we've created sure. to innovate and reward innovation, um, and then at the same time uh, to rise up the American worker. And I think that is so important uh, to, that, we, that we remember that it's the American worker uh, it's the you know moms and dads in, these, yeah. in all these communities. You have a lot of small towns in West Virginia, Absolutely. a lot of small towns in Iowa. That is why we do these important jobs. So I want to thank you for joining us here. Well, uh, it, it's any great final to parting be, thoughts? It's great to be here. Yeah. And I have to tell you, you're doing a great service for CPAC and the country by talking about a lot of these issues because Americans constantly need to know when our republic and our constitution is under attack, and it very much is with this yeah. Biden administration right now. Fortunately, a number of us are fighting back. Yeah. Patrick Morrissey, nice to see Attorney General of West Virginia, thank you for being on our show.